You're definitely getting it started. Lose control, body and soul. Is that what the lyrics say to that song? That's the lyrics right after that part, but I'm not sure what like what's you, the following. How do you know the lyrics so well to the? Uh... Are you kidding, dude? They played that song all the time. Well, yeah, you know, it's know. one of get those songs stuff. where get they stuff. play it on the radio, and <laughs> it's one of those songs where they played enough on the radio that you get the me- you get the hint, you get the you get message. The There's a party. They're it's getting, getting started. started. It's here. It's there. It's everywhere. It's ready to go down. It's about to go down, yeah. It's about to and go I, down. I think that's why, like, Justin Timberlake, for instance, was playing recently in Fresno. And I didn't know that he was playing concerts still. And Karina was asking me, like, what's, like what popular songs does he even have? You Man know? of the Woods, dude, just came out last year. Well, okay, see, and the one that Fucking I was thinking of was man. that, as long as I got my suit and tie. Uh, that's an old one, isn't it? But that's the last one that I remember. And she was even like, "Oh, damn! I even I haven't even heard that." Suit and tie. What was that? Yes. One? What album? What uh? What Grammy award winning album was that one on? <laughs> what Grammy award winning album? He's a Grammy award winning artist, dude. I probably fucking not, dude. I don't think that one was. Suit and tie. I got my suit and tie. That that that. Is that how it goes? <laughs> Oh, Jay-Z, the rock man's on that. The oh, rock. What does he say? As long as I got that. 2013 is I've honestly never heard that song. So, really? uh, It's not bad. It's river. catchy. But that's the thing. Okay, this is what I'm getting at. It's one of those, he's one of those artists as well, where it's like you play the song long enough, you get the, you get the gist enough to where the lyrics are so simple, you remember them. So that's how I feel with Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas, yeah. I mean, we talk a lot about Black Eyed Peas. Remember the whole Fergie? Yeah, the Fergie Piss Pants. (laughs) (laughs) Again, what a name for a band. Black Eyed Peas. Oh No, Black Eyed Peas. Like, (laughs) why why that? Dude, fucking read a book, dude. Learn a little (laughs) bit about culture, okay? What the hell's wrong with you? Why are you know, they called Black Eyed Peas? I don't, I don't I have time to go into it months. of why they're called Black Eyed Peas, but I think you need I, to reassess your life if you don't know what's going on with them. You know, I just sit around asking myself why they call themselves Black Eyed Peas. The Black Eyed Peas, dude. Yep. I had a lot of Black Eyed Peas last week. When you were in Mexico? Yeah, I had no Black Eyed Peas. But uh, I had uh, beans. Is that what Black Eyed Peas are? <laughs> I mean, there. I think there are a part of the bean family uh, we're all part of the bean family though, you know surprisingly right? i didn't have Am I right? that many beans when i was over there i had a lot of guac but not a lot of guac beans. for sure yeah so for the and listeners like for the listeners i was in up in cancun well actually playa del carmen over the weekend and uh pretty interesting place to be dude i gotta be i i saw more white caucasian tourists than i did actually mexican people at that place was there um uh shit, I forgot what I was gonna say. Was uh DJ Polly D playing there? Yeah, he was. There you go. He played uh last the week before I got there. So did you get to see it? Oh, so you didn't get to see him. Damn. What a shame, dude. Yeah, but it was cool. I mean it's a beautiful place to be, but I will say that would be my last tropical stop if I'm gonna choose a tropical vacation to take. Hmm. Just because there's so many tourists, dude. It's looking like every 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 even like the little like Little towns we went into, there was just tourists everywhere. 
I'm assuming they were on cruises and shit. Yeah, it was just, it was cool. I did a lot of cool excursions. It was a great place, but my only pushback was the tourism. Okay, interesting. Yeah. It seemed like you went to a couple of different places, though. Like, I saw Cabo San Lucas and Tulum. Cabo San Lucas is over there? We didn't go to Cabo San Lucas. I thought you were... We went to Tulum. We went to... I saw Tulum, but are you... Coba. We went to Coba. Um, Maybe that's that was like a yeah that was like another little pyramid town. Okay, um, but not Cabo. No, Cabo oh. is like in like over here, isn't it? No, I, I mean it's on the coast. That's why I oh. figured I thought it was like around the area that you. You know what? I'm not a geography expert, so they certainly aren't. So I would uh, <laughs> put that away. How was yeah. your week, dude? I haven't really talked to you. Joel's also not here, so I haven't really talked to him. I haven't really talked to you, my, my buds. Welcome back to the podcast, buds. I Buddy. know. Hey, well, you've Same been on friend. vacation, so I didn't want to bother you. Oh, well, you certainly bothered me, but uh, it's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, over your vacation, I did a couple things, like uh, attended the movies, for one. Oh. And I saw the one that everybody's talking about. Everyone's raving about it. Everyone's raving about it. They're going crazy over it. <laughs> it's us. It's us. Us. It's the U.S. It's, it's us. us. Get it? It's you a reflection it? of the ourselves. US? Watch out for yourself. Watch out. Dude, Trump, you know who that is, right? Trump, <laughs> that's us. It's us against them. <laughs> that's what they say. Yes, no, so, <laughs> so I saw it twice, actually. Uh, mm. I saw it when it came out. The, well, that Friday, basically, and then I saw it again last Sunday. So it was a good, like, interval in between to kind of gauge where it was going. But um, it the second time, I was really stoned, and I took some edibles. So I f- ended up falling asleep during a couple parts, wow. which I don't know if it, that's, that's a good sign telling. for the film itself. But Oh, it's a great sign, dude. Yeah. <laughs> falling asleep in a film is a great sign. I definitely did, like, I mean, there all the like reviews that you would read of it is they're all glowing, of course, yeah. which is, I mean, no doubt it's a good film. It's a good straight horror film, I think. But when you really start to delve deeper into what it is about, it kind of uh, unravels itself. And yeah. that's think, a little disappointing. I think we all had, we all hit the nail on the head in terms of our critiques of it. You said that it was a little too yes. weird that it just became convoluted. Exactly. Uh, Jawal said that the third act was a little was lacking, which I also agreed with. Yes, and I and that, that the, he said it could be a chalked up to a Twilight Zone episode, basically. Yes. Yeah, which apparently it's based off of. Well, loosely based. Yeah, I mean it's like the doppelganger. Like you cannot make any weird scenario with that. But, uh-huh. Um, I did enjoy it. I think that the hype is too much for it right now, and I think it got. Very much convoluted. I do too. It's just, it's kind of, um, it's kind of sad that like he is put on this platform that like elevates his status in terms of what he's supposed to do in a certain cultural sense and a societal sense. Cause it's mm-hmm. like, this is a black director, you know, who's yeah. making a second very successful film. Let's see how he does in terms of like the cultural phenomenon that is black excellence, I guess, if you want to put it that way. And it's like, it's interesting that 
to, to see where he will make the cut for certain people. And I mean, given that we only have one thing to go off of, which is get out. It's like, it's really hard to put this one in a sort of, uh, to conflate it with, uh, get out because it's so different. I it's think people like, want to attach all the symbolism and like meaning, yes. the, the meaning that get out had and the underlining <laughs> the tone new that ones. To the nuance they want to attach all the nuances that they found so profound in that movie to us and i think what my problem with us was is just it's like all the nuance and all the sim- symbology and it was just it was just too obvious and too in your face mm-hmm. about it did you get the twist in the beginning i mean or i mean of course there's going to be spoilers ahead for listeners so if you're listening we'll try to lightly with the spoilers but yeah but uh did you get like what the twist would be yeah, I mean, I, I I knew that that was like being alluded to throughout the entire film, but I just didn't like the execution of it. I just thought like yeah, the way it showed, the way like I, it, it was cool the way he did it with the character in the end, but also I just felt like he just kind of crammed it in there to be like, oh, remember this under weird thing that's also happening? Like here, here I, it, I'm proving to you that it was actually going on the whole time. Yes, I think it could have honestly started with just, and I mean, this isn't much of a spoiler, but with like the very beginning scene when the uh, little girl is watching the television commercial, yeah. and then it could have just easily switched to her waking up in the car. Instead of having that long, drawn-out beginning that kind of like is telling you what the end is already going to be, you right. know? Yeah, and I agree with that. It offers no room for mystery, no room for trying to uh, trying to evolve with the narrative. You know, it just kind of gives it to you there, and then yeah. it makes the whole narrative after that just complete that beginning. So, I do get that in a sense that you know he's he's sort he's sort of following the trajectory that Get Out had in terms of what a. Uh, using the the methodology of like what a natural horror film is right yeah. so like i mean the method it's is... like introducing this sort of go ahead Sorry. oh i was just like the way i see it is like introducing this mystery or secret or whatever unspoken yeah sort of thing right and then it's getting embroiled in that uh, mystery and then it's solving the mystery and then it's the consequences of your solving of the mystery. Right. So it, that's kind of like the trajectory that I've noticed that Get Out and Us follows, except with Get Out, like we were saying, the nuance there is so profound that like you can watch it multiple times and have different readings of it. But with Us, it kind of doesn't leave option for that. Because yeah, it's all there for you. Like, this is what's happening. This is exactly. how it's going to be. And this is how I laid it out from start yeah. to finish. Exactly. So then the ending leaves you with this lackluster feeling of like, what the fuck? Like, what the fuck happened? Like, what was more to, to me, this it was than I like, needed to know? It, yeah, to me. Yeah, exactly. Like, who's putting this all along? Like, how did sheer influence spread across the entire world? Exactly. Um, why is she talking like that? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I, just okay, like, the, I, got, I, I get it. I get what yes, happened. But okay, okay. everything that led up to it i was just like but why like you're the storyline the way it played out didn't make kind of leave room for this scenario to happen but in the back of your head you know it's kind of happening so mm-hmm. that's where it, to me it it like it makes sense what he what he reveals but it also 
doesn't, if that makes sense. You know? No, I, I get exactly what you're saying. It's yeah. like if you're gonna present this sort of enlarged, fantastical idea, you have to be willing to like either placate to the audience to give them this uh sort of like uh immersive experience in which you know the meanings are and the nuance are so like magnified to the point where you again you can rewatch it and it's like multiple readings every yeah. single time or you don't do that and you downplay it to just like a very real Base uh life threatening like home invasion basically yeah. like what it what a kind of signal that it was in the beginning yeah like i think the home invasion parts were probably the most horrific and best aspects it was the, the yeah, it was the most exciting parts of the film too. And then we oh, start to for, realize for that sure. this is happening everywhere. Yeah, I, I liked the the Tim Heidecker family. Oh, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> but the then best. I also just kind of wish it was more of a like contained experience happening as opposed to this global scheme that's trying yes, to unfold. Exactly, that would have been a lot more terrifying because then you would kind of leave more room for mystery, more room for interpretation, and like. Like why, why them? Clones? Why this family? Yeah, exactly. Like, are, they, exactly. Are, are they an experiment themselves? You exactly. Know? Like, yeah, that's because that's what I thought. Like from the beginning, yeah. I thought that she got captured and she was experimented on and then cloned and then like mo- followed for her whole life and her family was replicated and that was not the case at all. <laughs> <laughs> for me, I thought it was more like a. So, um, I mean, th- there are aspects of this, right? Like a metaphorical aspect of... Not that, Rory. <laughs> Holy shit, that was good. Oh, man. Oh, fuck. Um, there is this metaphorical aspect of it with, like, this uh, writer, W.E.B. Du Bois. He yeah. talks about this idea of double consciousness, right? And I think I've talked about this with you guys, but... That's where I thought it was leading to in terms of yeah. black people having to lead these double lives in society because for on one side, they are this uh, sort of subservient human being to the white superiority complex that exists. And then yeah. another side, in the eyes of white people, they're this raging animalistic creature. And he kind of hints you know? at that a little bit it too does. with the parallel with Tim Heidecker's family too and they're how they're just competing exactly. with, one, with one another – to the point where the the black man's family or him him himself is just trying to catch up Compete. to Tim Heidecker and kind of outdo him, but still playing into like what Tim Heidecker constitutes as I guess success in America. Definitely, like it's a it's a competition between the two of like capitalistic gains yeah. of like oh I have the bow oh but I have the bow too but did you do you have the flare you know <laughs> yeah. it's like oh shit no I don't have the flare you know yeah and it's yeah. like these competing uh, ideologies of what the American dream is. And that's why, I mean, the film, again, is so blatant in telling you what it's going to be about. Right. It's about us. It's about the U.S., you know, at this very tumultuous time where it's easy to identify these characters and put them in a real but even life those, like, aspect. Even all those themes that, you know, Jordan Peele has been interviewed and talked about, about the themes of the film, I just feel like that was in lacking the entire time like oh yes all the definitely the symbology that could have actually been there that had would have had meaning like the way it didn't get out was just not it just turned into just like a mediocre horror movie i think really i think it tried so 
I'm going to reference the, uh, a little bit throughout the episode this Jacobin article that I shared with you uh, yeah. by Eileen Jones, and I think it really speaks to like a lot of the sort of criticisms that we have for it and uh, for the film get uh, for the film Us, and like it was one of the only ones that I could find that was actually like critical of the film, whereas everything else was just in praise to the point where their praise was even convoluted. Like you, right. you're not sure what they're talking about. In like terms what are you of really like, enjoying of this film? Yeah. Like in terms of elevating genre, it's like, what yeah. the fuck does that even mean? You know? Like, <laughs> and it, it, it didn't, if I'm thinking no, what, the, no, what they mean didn't. by it, it did, it didn't elevate the genre. No, it didn't. And it, if anything, it was trying to be a very straightforward horror film, yeah. but, but kind of fell in that aspect because a straightforward horror film would leave room for nuance you yeah. know like that's the that's the it problem was trying to be both uh nuanced film with all this intrigue in it and also just a straight horror, straight straight up horror film pretty much Ex- exactly so this article i think uh brings up a really good observation of the fact that i think uh that Eileen I, I thinks that the reason why get out was so much better than us or so much more successful in a sense is because it relied on a real yeah. sort of real experience, real lived terror yeah. uh, that Jordan Peele even has experienced. For instance, the party scene in Get Out, mm-hmm. where uh, the main character Daniel is like walking around, uh, or Chris actually is walking around and like meeting all of these fucking geriatric white people who are just, you know, fucking ogling over him and like <laughs> filling his muscles and like <laughs> saying these semi or like not even semi-racist just like these racist i would have voted for obama for a third term or what is he (laughs) or like oh i know tiger that tiger is the best of them all you know (laughs) shit like that or like oh is it true what they say about black men you know like and um i think that sort of aspect of it is so good because it's just taking a regular situation and tweaking it in a sense that makes it hyper real yeah which makes it more horrific to experience uh, in the second viewing, you know? And because of that real-lived experience of Black men in America in terms of racism, us doesn't have that sort of grounding the way that Get Out does. And I think this article kind of sums that up of why critics, when they looked at Get Out and they looked at all the nuance and they looked at all the symbology, that's exactly what they were expecting from uh us yeah which and i also think like, i also think jordan peele was also trying to cater to the critiques he exactly. got from us and the praise that he got from it too so he he i think he i don't know i mean this is just speculation i think he wanted to make a good horror film while still kind of being true to his style which is very short you know it's a short history that he has right now in film but yeah, exactly. also still wanting to meet the standards of having this symbology and being, mm-hmm. you know, having meaning in like these certain scenes or whatever. And I think, yeah, I think he just got a little too I think carried away, carried away, and a little too out of his hands. So I mean, I just had so many problems with like, where are the people with guns? Like, I get that they want to have a brawl, but like these people aren't super powered or anything. Like, why are they overpowering everybody? With just with just scissors yeah yeah like why do they have the rabbit like i get it like but still i mean exactly it's like i get it i get it i get it i get it jordan but also why (laughs) yes leave a little out 
either explain it or don't, you know? And I think it's like, there's these highly fantastical horror films that are out there that kind of resemble the sort of premise that us presents that it's like, you're presented with this very, you know, uh, magnified uh, event that uh, allows you to fucking circumvent the entire film itself and determine what it's about, you know? And like, Mm I I just unfortunately I just don't think us had that same effect that like a lot of these other fantastical horror films do. For instance, like I mean, I go back to it again and I've talked about this with you multiple times, but like Mother by Darren Aronofsky is such like a, a highly fantastical idea, but broken down in a way where you watch it, it's just so filled with nuance and symbology that each time you view it, it's a different reading of what the circumstances are. Mm, and yeah. it it leaves room for that mystery every single mm-hmm. time. That's a good point, but, yeah. But with us, it's like, it's so... It tries to uh, give you the mystery while also giving you the answers. But the ex- answer- Exactly, yeah. yes. It doesn't allow for you... like. Don't you want to be a detective in your own horror film? Yeah, like that's yeah. the that's kind of like so feeling your that imagination you want. is what make films the best. Like just the intrigue that you create on your exactly. own is better. And then trying to figure it out and be like, oh yeah. Like, but then like arguing with your friends, be like, no, 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 like this. But everything's just so laid out for you that you can't it's, this is a film that isn't gonna be, I don't think, studied for lack of a better word, or <laughs> just e- examined, you know, like it's definitely all there. And it's just gonna be sadly to say another uh Hollywood blip. Now, having said all that, I do think that Us is a good sort of, um, as much as like, from what I got from the symbology and, and metaphorical shit that was in there, Feathered. it's <laughs> it's like a, it's almost like a revolutionary sort of horror film in a way, because when you do find out what the twist is at the end, you do have a sort of uh, reasoning for the entire film's sort of uh, revenge plot, if you will. You know, like there is justification to the violence that happens. And to me, that is sort of. To me, I didn't feel like there was. To me, the justification didn't add. uh, Like, I don't want to talk. Yeah, because it's like, how can we talk about it without spoiling it? Because I don't want to spoil the movie. Well, okay. So. I think for me, it's more about like, like I can't, treat- I can't, I can't say why I didn't. I have we have to wait a little while because I can't say I don't want I don't want to spoil it right now. Okay, but I'll, I'll tell you this: if it's about us, right, or the U.S., okay, then the people that end up forming this world, like this global movement or whatever, this global act, yeah. are doing it because they're kind of like rebelling against the oppressor at least that's the idea that i was getting um and that is why they are kind of like unified in what they wear like the red jumpsuits and shit they all have the same weapon they're all attached or tethered if you will to this ideology that the main character kind of brings uh in a sense because i mean even in the trailers it shows that she's the main character uh lupita nyong'o is like the she is kind of the driver of the story and the narrative. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So to me, that's why I kind of saw it as like a revolutionary horror film because in a way, like, these doubles are kind of the oppressed class. And yeah. in a metaphorical sense, they're the people that we 
exist alongside like there are double consciousness right but yeah they're the ones that we can cast all of our blame and all of our guilt and all of our anger and all of our sadness onto so that they can carry that weight in a sense that is a they are being oppressed by ourselves right. which makes us our own worst enemies but again i get i that, get all that that, like, that it, it unravels it it's yeah. like i'm unraveling the movie in my hands yeah right yeah so I don't know. That's just what I was getting from it. I mean, yeah, I mean, it shouts out to Jordan Peele for making it. It's a good film for films, Hollywood films right now. And I say Hollywood just because it's like a film that's getting all the reviews and it's all over exactly. the news and blah, blah, blah. Um, so, I mean, I, overall, I did enjoy it uh-huh. as a film because I'm like, I was entertained. I wasn't like, that just sucked. I was just like, okay, <laughs> like that, that movie was fine. That's just, I gotta say, the acting was the pretty acting was great. I liked it. I like I like the the first, again. It's the third act that you really lose. Like yes. what? Like okay, come on. Which is another thing that Eileen Jones brings up in the article about like the third act in both of the films kind of being like the unfulfilling in yeah. a way, in a sense. Because like Get Out, I I just watched it actually because I wanted to f- refresh my memory on it, and I mean, it is so just well done like i think and that, it, yeah i don't I, re- I remember that part in the article and i don't think that get out had a weak third act that I, I was the whole the first time i saw get out i was like oh shit the whole way through you know i think they had a good resolution when you finally find out what's mm-hmm. going on i was like that that makes sense i'm like that's pretty believable i guess but i think for me it just kind of happens too quickly like it, it's it happens yeah. very quickly, and it's kind of jarring the cutscenes that they do with uh, his friend, uh, who's trying to figure it out. When he goes like to the police station, and he's like telling them the story and shit, and they're just laughing in yeah. his face and whatnot. Like all that stuff is very jarring to it, and I feel like it's right. kind of put in as filler. Uh, oh yeah, to just kind sure. of keep them. Yeah, and yeah. like. I mean, that's. I think that's why the third act might be unfulfilling in a sense. But that's the mm-hmm. thing the nuance in it is so profound that again, upon multiple watchings, it doesn't matter if that third act kind of lacks in it because everything throughout the film leads up to that moment. And again, it's like that unsolving of the mystery and the consequences of solving that, that makes it so fulfilling, you know, because, and especially because the ending is so great. Like, yeah, you get, he, he could have ended it in the way that he originally intended, which was, fucking Chris going to prison, like uh, the cops showing up that had showed up in the beginning when they hit the deer. Yeah. And the, the cop was going ending? to arrest him. Have you seen, I've never seen the alternate. I did. Cut. Yeah. I, when you, uh, from Amazon, when you rent it from Amazon, I think they give the alternate ending, but what um, happens in it now? yeah, it's, it sucks. Cause it's like, holy shit. Watching that whole film to have that happen. I understand why he didn't want it. To Wait, leave so, that way. So what happens in the alternate ending? So basically, the alternate ending is he's you know how he chokes uh, out the the main girl. What's yeah. her fucking name? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He chokes Rose. What? Yeah, Rose. And he's choking her right, and he decides to stop, and he's like starting to walk away. Well, then the the cop car shows up, and instead of being his friend, it's just the cop from the beginning that she kind of deterred uh, when he was asking uh, for Chris's license. Yeah. And that guy just obviously, because he's probably most likely racist, 
he just sees this guy choking a white woman. So he's like, hands up, arrest him. And then it ends with Chris talking to his friend in prison about like, what yeah, like I'm, I'm just kind of fucked now. Like I got to wait until like I can commute my sentence or something. And then that's how it ends basically just him in prison. <laughs> that's, that's, that's now that's pretty lackless. That fucking sucks. And yeah. like, he was saying, I guess Jordan was saying that when he was doing initial screenings of the film, people were like jumping up and cheering at the end when his friend shows up. That he was like, "Okay, I have to leave it this. Like, there's no way I can change it now yeah. because like, no, I like that. I, that I, makes it so great. Like, it it's like a heroic journey, you know, for yeah. this guy. Yeah, get out, fire still. Hold it's it's so fire. good, man. I mean. And also, one of my favorite characters, Caleb Landry-Jones. He's such a good actor. He's the one who plays uh, Rose's brother. He is such oh, a ben- typical Banshee? dude. Yeah, Banshee. I forgot that. That's who he was. <laughs> Speaking of but, that, did you see that you saw the trailer for uh, Dark oh, Phoenix? Oh, God. Yes, I did. God, I, didn't, I, did I refused stupid, to watch dude. it with the sound on. <laughs> Why? Because I just didn't want to hear. I don't know. I'm going to watch hear. it. Um, with the sound of Bohemian Rhapsody, I heard that they're supposed to sync up. <laughs> if you cue it up to Bohemian Rhapsody, the all the music will go right along. Exactly. Yeah, that's what I'm stoked to see. I'm gonna. They're doing special screenings of it, actually. So, God damn. But that movie dude. looks awful, dude. It fucking does. These movies. Banshee that, isn't in there. I, that's why Thank it looks God. awful. <laughs> It just is what's going on in this film? Like, what the hell? From the trailer, like, what's happening? Like, I could not even begin to tell you, dude. Like, I'm not even sure if it's supposed to take place after Days of Future Past or why. I think it is because she goes Phoenix in Days of Future Past. Because remember, the, the whole thing she? is like they want to bang Gene in that, that whole movie. Like, no, 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 that's Apocalypse. Oh, right. Oh, you're right. Okay, so that's then it I'm has to of. take place after that, then. Yeah, because okay, it's that, that class sense. of X Men. Okay, okay. Yeah, oh, remember God, how they're all dude. nutting over like, dude so bad Help especially me, Oscar Isaac oh, oh. what bad fucking makeup for Oscar Isaac why did they make him like look like yeah. I lose, dude what was that God what a fumble of that he just looked like a raisin yeah all those X-Men movies really went to shit huh yeah that movie fucking sucked the only good one is is they days really of did. fucking Brian Singer dude yeah, Brian Singer. I don't know what you're doing, dude. Stop, stop He's like, "Hey, you kids. take me out. You take me out. I'm taking them with me." Why are they? Why? Why did they leave it up to Brian? Brian Singer's done like all of them, right? They can find um, he didn't do the. He didn't the do ones? the third film of the original trilogy. Okay, which is also shitty, but he, yes, and then he didn't do the first class ones. But then he came back. He didn't with, do first class. No, he didn't. No, I don't really like that one either. Well, he came back with Days of Future Past. And then Apocalypse. Did he do Apocalypse? I think he did. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. I mean, Apocalypse, there's some good stuff in it, I guess. It's more entertaining than Suicide Squad. I like seeing, yeah, it's better than that. I like seeing Oscar Isaac, but at the same time, that film was just, I don't know. It was bad. It was all over the fucking place. Yeah, honestly yeah. 
It's hard. It's um, tough to do an X Men film and do it right because X Men in it in itself is already all over the place. Like, <laughs> oh, true. Even yeah, the comics are hard to follow sometimes too. Exactly. Which yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. also stoked for because Ed Pisker next month is it next month oh, or yeah. this month? In May, he oh, said. It's yeah. In May. He's wrapping up his grand design, which he's been teasing with all the little stills. And I know it looks awesome. so good. Dude. You need to get I, him to do a, a Marvel movie. Or like some he, sort of anthology film he can do. I, he, I feel like he could put a, fil- a good comic film together. Oh, d- an animated film for sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, his fucking, the X-Men Grand Designs are already like so a little bad. animated television show in a way. The way yeah, you read like, them and stuff. It, it's it's amazing. It amazes me how good of a job he did in compacting all these X-Men storylines and years. Seriously. And years of X-Men comics. And then I love and that he has flows a very well, very, perfectly. And then he, I love that he has an encyclopedia at the end of it, like Rogue first got her jacket and X Men twenty nine or some shit. You know, like that's so that's so much, much back matter to go through. Like, <laughs> Shout out to him for doing knows it. That? <laughs> yeah, Ed Pisker, the G, the gangster. no, he is man. He's like, so that's dope. he's like my favorite comic book guy right now. He's so, and he's got that such classic style that's also very like postmodern too. Cause yeah. like it's, it's so nimble and everything just like, fl- like floats. They're all and yeah, I, nimble is a perfect way to put it. Cause it, they just also just look like clean ass doodles that he put together. Exactly. Like clean ass action figures, if anything. Exactly. Like, yeah. It's very true to those nineties, like toy packaging aesthetic. Exactly. Yes. He yeah. got, he got that down fucking perfectly. And I love the way they printed on that, like big ass treasury edition. And yeah. the, the smell, that. even the smell of the paper is <laughs> great. <laughs> Did you see, uh, this is also kind of in the same vein, uh, cause they've been cartoonist. Kayfabe has been profiling, uh, Akira, and that they want to start. They're, they're real close, quote unquote, to uh, getting the film going. The live action, yeah, yeah. Did you see that article I sent you guys? How they want to do it in California <coughs> to get a tax break on the film and something. I don't know what. Yeah, there was like some. There's like some bill you can get if you film it entirely in a state. I think the production company gets a tax break on it or some 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 weird shit like that. Let me let me pull up my phone because I was like, this is what's enticing people. First of all, you can't. It's Neo Tokyo. The film takes Seriously. place in Tokyo. It's a Japanese film. You can't or, make it in California with. You can't even make it with Americans. Like, don't what? Don't do it. Like, who's gonna get the tax break? First off, uh, let me pull up that article. Just the producers. Even so, it's like, oh, they might get a tax break if they film it entirely in California. It's like, Jesus why does that Christ. even matter? Yeah, seriously. Like, where is the integrity of the filmmaking if that's good, what's going to be? You know, like, tax and the fucking article that posted it, High Snobiety, which is like some hype beast Instagram page, mm-hmm. uh, online magazine, they fucking spelled uh, Katsuhiro Otomo's name wrong. God, Jesus they put Christ. Otama. So <laughs> fuck. They, and they, I tagged them. They didn't. Nobody said. I looked oh at the comments and no God, one said dude. anything. I'm like, dude, this is like a huge. Like they have 2.7 million followers, and they can't even get the fucking guy's name right. The no f- one thought to like look that up before. I mean, right? especially given that it's a foreign person's name. So this is what it says: the film will be shot in California, and receive an 18.5 million tax credit. Whatever that means is, uh, let's see. 
okay, so this is take they get the eighteen point five million tax credit. This is a remake, blah blah blah. Um <laughs> California's film and TV tax credit program two It they just kinda threw that in. With this program, Warner Brothers receives a okay, here we go. With this program, Warner Brothers receives a financial break, but only if they shoot the whole film in the Golden State. Like, why does that? What? Why is that a source Jesus of motivation to make Christ. a film? Like, oh, we're gonna get a tax break for making for fucking exploiting this beautiful story. You're gonna but, spend way more than that anyway. So, like, what does that really? And matter? why do they want Leo? <laughs> yeah, because he was in oh, a film with that. buildings. Like, who cool, dude? <laughs> Great, dude. Filming it in Japan would make so much more sense. And you not only to. that, Japan already looks more futuristic than yeah. fucking LA. And so or many anywhere the, in California. So many of the themes in the original manga are well, Japanese based. Like you can't have those references exactly. in America. Like it's, it's uh, a Japanese story. You know. Well, that is interesting because you. I remember you were saying that Jordan Peele apparently was like rumored to. Oh right. True, full circle, huh? Yeah, that is, he was rumored to be uh, like working on it. I think maybe writing it, directing it, one of those. But let's hope Damn. it never gets made. God, seriously. I mean, I Leo, just, you got you just got to put him in everything, huh? <laughs> what do you think of the uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood trailer? I mean, I like Tarantino. Don't get me wrong. So, like, yeah. I'm excited for anything that he's going to be doing. Um, this one, I mean, it doesn't look bad. It looks like genuine Tarantino, so I'll be excited. It didn't give much as to what's going to happen. It just kind of like, it's more just like it's a buddy. Easy. It looked like a buddy cop film, like between Leo and Brad Pitt. So I'm not exactly sure what to expect. That's supposed to be about Charles Manson, right? Like, I mean, I did not get a sense of that at all from the trailer that they showed. But they showed Charles, the guy who plays Charles Manson. They did? Yeah, he's like who's the guy, supposed to be playing him. He's like he gets off a bus and he's like smiling and like you, that's like Charles Manson. Who do you know the actor who's supposed to be playing him? Uh, I don't, but I when I was first hmm. reading about it, I knew they said that it was a uh based around that. The uh, I know family. it's based on around that, but like again, it just kind of seemed like more of a buddy film between. Um, oh, okay, here we go. Damon Harriman is the guy who plays uh, Charles Manson. But, um, yeah, I just, I mean, it looks great. Don't get me wrong. And I especially like the ending where fucking uh, the little kid tells Leo, like, oh, your acting was so great in that. And he's, like, about to choke up and cry, you know? (laughs) That shit was really funny. So, I mean, we'll see see what the fuck happens with it. I'm excited. Yeah. That's for sure. It's been a minute since we've had some good Tarantino. Oh yeah, he's supposed to. Uh, he said he was gonna do like ten, right? So he's got one more. Or yeah, I think so. After this one, is this the ninth one? Yeah. Oh shit! Yeah, I mean, Hateful Eight was also really good too. That one's a slow burner, but yeah, it, but it was. I good. thought it was really cool. Yeah. How intimidating those films are, man! Like just to write that much dialogue yeah. and character and like background for these people, it's just inst- It's really insane yeah he does a good job of it he's done a great job of it oh yeah just balancing all of these people together in one film is it's crazy it's like a chorus yeah there's not one film where i'm like they didn't need that like i mean maybe they can can, like cut down a little bit of the dialogue but there's never scenes where i'm like they could or like moments where they could i would like i think 
he couldn't he didn't need to include that like but yeah, everything exactly. just fits so, like and glorious bastards is kind of long and drawn out as it is that's one of my favorite tarantino films definitely i mean there's so many iconic scenes in that too <laughs> yeah. it's it's great like, like you just, can quote it, that endlessly just like moments when you think it's about to like dole down it just like elevates right again like exactly pumps you right back in your seat and that's what I mean. That's why I'm I'm excited, regardless for what he fucking does. And then yeah. it's also I, once upon a time in Hollywood's got Emil Hirsch in here, and really? uh, you don't see him in too much stuff, but yeah. he was in this Alpha movie. Dog. Yeah, <laughs> one of the greatest films of California. Who can forget ever. Oscar winning. Yeah, Alpha yeah. Dog, best picture. Johnny Trula, shout out to you, dude. Wherever best you are. soundtrack. Hell yeah. Justin Timberlake. Funny enough. Hey, let's throw up a clip from that. Uh, Back in the, there. the party scene in the beginning. The party scene? Yeah, we can do that. Um, hopefully, you know what we should do? We should make a montage that video with suit and tie over the... Oh, that would be good. <laughs> we should just all wear a suit and tie and do like a, a live stream of that song. Alpha Dog. A lip sync. That 2006. A ben ben Foster. That. that could be our introduction to TikTok. What? Uh, doing the JT suit and tie. <laughs> that's pretty cringy, actually. And that's why it would work. Alvis loves Johnny. Johnny True Love. <laughs> Did you see that trailer? Uh, for the one that Olivia Wilde is directing? Mm. It's like two girls, and they're like, we need a bang. Um, it's, basically <laughs> a, it's basically a female version of Superbad. Did you see that trailer? No, not at Here, I'm going to look it up. It's Do Olivia you remember Wild, what it's called? Olivia or? Wilde's directorial debut. Just look okay. up Olivia Wilde. Director. director uh, a Vigilante? No. It was called... No. Uh, oh, wait. She's... Oh, wait. That's a movie she's in. Olivia Wilde. Oh, here we go. It's uh, Booksmart. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> uh, it, it just looks stupid. It was like, uh, basically, it's, a, a, a girl version of of uh, super bad. Super bad. Okay. Interesting. I'll watch a trailer for it later. Uh, you don't need to. But uh, the film approval rating on Rotten Tomatoes is a hundred percent. Oh, great! Because all fucking that makes me watch films when I see it on Rotten Tomatoes like that. Cool, dude. Oh yeah. If I don't see the popcorns, I ain't watching it, dude. I. I when I was rushing to go see uh, us, it, I was like, "Oh, it starts at like this time," and I was like, "We need to get here at this time," because I was like, "I want to see the trailers." But as I was driving there, I was like, "For what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> trailers suck. They always <laughs> suck." Like, hey, you I, know what? I think though? I'm just conditioned as a kid to like, "Oh, I want to see the trailers." Like, yes, there's some that's cool shit coming true. out. But now I'm just like, oh, "I could have gotten it later." Coming yeah. out. <laughs> Everything, dude. Everything is so bad. That movie Ma looks pretty fucking good. Like, uh, I'm yeah. Not, yeah, yeah, yeah. That movie does actually look pretty good. No, I'm going to check it. It looks hilarious. Like, yeah. something about it is just so intriguing. Like, <laughs> especially Found during the trailer. Yeah, during the trailer where she's doing, like, the robot, you know? Yeah. Uh, I love that. <laughs> we should just make that the picture for this app. Ma, no. Ma. It looks really weird, too. She, like, paints that black kid's face white. Yeah. Okay. Something about it is going to be really... And and it's a Bloomhouse. Uh, Shouts out to them, man. They're, yeah, they're doing keeping so it strong. much. Keeping it very strong. But, yeah, that one actually looks good. I'm excited to check it out. Yeah. We'll see what happens with that one. Because yeah. 
<laughs> you know what I'm ex- you know what I'm most excited for? The 60 hour marathon that uh, Marvel's going to have at AMC's. Oh. Are you ready for that, dude? You better get your blanket, your popcorn. How do they even operate? Oh, I'm already here, sir. I got I'm I have it played in the background at all times. I'm strapped in. They when, can't remove me. When I'm at work, I have one headphone in and I'm just listening to the Marvel films. I watch them every day. Hell so, yeah. get on my level. Yeah. Did you see the what are you thinking of uh how's Avengers Endgame looking for you? I mean, it looks exactly like All Avengers <laughs> and Avengers 2 and the Civil War and yeah. Thor Dark World and you know, <laughs> all the other another, ones. Just another one to add to the list. <laughs> I mean, I'll watch it. I'm going to have to because it's like one of those things now where it's just the cultural phenomenon yeah. that everybody Dude, we were partakes ta- in. We were talking before we were recording about how there was like online ticket lines like you're buying a ticket to coachella to go Jesus see i'm like Dude, there's, it's a film it's not like it's the only time it's going to be in theaters like what the people just seriously rush and like i need to talk about it first like oh, God, i mean don't get me wrong I'm, I'm hyped on it just because this the last avengers i did like i don't give a fuck about any of the other movies i just want the resolution for this one which i'm i bet i'm going to be disappointed but I just it's just like an itch you gotta scratch a little bit. You see, this is why I'm so much more excited for like uh fucking Game of Thrones and shit. Because yeah. it's like at least with that, you know, it's there's so much more backstory to it that is yeah. so much more better oh, than yeah. this shit. And I mean, they just, uh, at least get to draw it out in a fucking television series, which makes dude, it like you're up, watching man. a film every episode. Yeah, you know, 10 so. years. Of that sh- Has it been like 10 years? Damn near, right? Well, no, maybe not 10 years. I think in like eight years, right? Or when did it eight start? years at least, I would say. Yeah, eight or nine. That's, that's fucking crazy. I think it started up. in 2010. Yeah, right? So then eight, nine years pretty much. That's man. Uh, how much they've grown through these fucking characters is crazy. You get so attached when you really feel the hurt when someone gets fucking murdered on that show. Oh yeah, you do. Which is, that's like, why I've I'm never so felt excited. like that from a TV show. I've never except break. I liked Breaking Bad a lot, but mm. that one would have had me on the edge of my seat the entire time watching it. But biting my nails. Since basically. then, I don't know. I don't know what's another intense TV show that's really. I mean, consumed you like that. Jesus Christ. Oh, well, honestly, Twin Peaks The Return, excellent. Probably one of the best television shows that came out during that year. I still haven't seen The the, uh, The Return. You got to see it, dude. You have the DVDs now. They are in your position. I'm going to watch that tonight. I love Twin Peaks, though, dude. The first season's so good. It's just so, like, something about it just makes me feel warm when I'm watching it. I'm like, but also, it's... It gives you a very, like, uh, this sort of, like, um, euphoric feeling. Yes, like this, yes. Something, like, bubbles up inside you that you're, like, ooh, like, I'm <laughs> settling into my favorite little cottage with my blanket and you're I'm going to watch this settling into shit. Twin Peaks. It's like you're going into the town, pretty much. <laughs> you are. And, I mean, speaking of doubles, by the way, David Lynch is oh, so much that. better. And I, I think maybe Jordan Pill was kind of borrowing a little bit in terms mm. of like yeah. the symbology for the doubles because totally. there that, that is strewn 
wander out horror ideology and horror uh, mythology in general. But I think David Lynch has a real knack for using doubles to kind of like cross the divide between reality and fantasy and uses these characters to kind of uh, transpose themselves between both to the point where, again, then the entire film itself and the narrative of it becomes very dreamlike and phantasmagoric. And that requires you to watch it multiple times in order to kind of like figure out like who's mm-hmm. who in that sense, you know, right. but with this, with us again, it's just, it gives you the answer and yeah. it's like sick, dude. Now I'm, now I know. Now, you know I, what, speaking of doubles that I just remembered, you know what you need to go watch because now it's widely available again. Hmm. Perfect blue, dude. Oh That's yes. Like I'm going to buy that. The shit, preeminent actually. double film. Don't buy it on, Okay, I, I don't. I've never seen it in Japanese, but I've only seen the English dub. But the English dub is really good. So, I, I mean, would I'm recommend... sure they would offer both, right? Well, if you or buy, you can... if you buy the digital on Amazon, like to just stream, it's only the Japanese. But the DVD or Blu-ray, or whatever, it might have. Both well, I'd rather guys. get the DVD honestly, because they probably have the option to do both or yeah, something. But that's a perfect blurring the lines okay. between who's the protagonist, the doubles. Like it's it's an it's an entire movie about a double. So. Uh, okay okay hell it. yeah yeah it's a totally well, yeah. he's like a the david lynch of manga and anime actually now that i'm thinking about it ah, that sounds really cool well you i have that manga that you let me borrow i can't remember the name uh, at this moment yes that one looks really good so i'm excited to dip into that yeah, dip it. my ink into that dip your little cock dip my cock your little your little choder what are you drinking? What are you drinking over there? There's some coffee right now. Damn. Oh, yeah, I'm a man drinking coffee at 11. Hell yeah, you about to be up, dude. I'm about to be up. You about to be up. I'm all the way up. I'm all the way up. <laughs> so for you, um, I'm assuming you you probably like Get Out better than you know this. Yeah, yeah. Than this film. Um, what would what did you get out of us? Like, what did you kind of draw? I mean, from the, it as we already touched on the, everything was like you said, it's all there for you. You know, you, but what I mean is like I was gathering this sort of other symbology from it in terms of like the revolutionary aspect. No, did I you got, get I, anything? I got from that. Too. I got. I p- definitely picked up on all those same lines of. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just again, it's really just for me the execution that was lacking in it. Mm. Um. Mm. I, the part that the resolution or not the resolution rather the reveal didn't make sense to me because i didn't get the personal motivation of the character mm. i get okay. the motivation as a whole you know for these people to rise up against the structure that is society that's oppressed them and you know put everyone in the shadows in the dark but the personal motivate do you get what i'm alluding to uh-huh. do you get what i mean yeah 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 but yeah, I mean, it was a good thing. And it kind, of, it kind of leaves you like you don't really care for them after a while because yeah. you don't understand, like, the personal motivation or morality, you know, because it's all very, like, they're kind of dry characters, you know, or just very, oh my like... My favorite, I love Tim Heidecker's character. <laughs> oh, totally. If anything, they were probably the most realistic ones, like yeah. that family, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which was really great about what happened, you know, like how they end up in the story and stuff. But mm-hmm. yeah, Tim Heidecker is fucking. I'm so glad to see him in other films, you I know, because like, <laughs> goddamn, he doesn't. But like, 
Speaking on the double thing again, which is resonant with this film, Elizabeth Moss actually, which I think she did great in this, uh, in her uh, character. Mm-hmm. Um, but she plays other characters in kind of like semi-horror films. And there's this one by uh, Alex Perry called Queen of Earth. Mm-hmm. And it kind of has a double aspect to it too, where it's like her being the blonde woman and this other woman that she's feuding with throughout the film who is like a brunette. And then they're supposed to be like best friends. And there's sort of like this love triangle in involved in this sexual frustration but like i think she kind of brings out all of these emotions within uh us especially and it's like damn bitch you are knocking it out of the fucking park so <laughs> i highly recommend people to watch her other stuff uh as well yeah, go as watch madman i mean i haven't seen madman but people talk about it all the time and they yeah. say it's good yeah think of uh <laughs> uh Bradley Cooper's character in A Star is Born, but in an office setting. Um, projected What's that guy's John name? John Hamm? Yeah. Um, smoking cigarettes. China looking cool. Oh, but the dialogue in the story you do so is. good. Get out of here. It's fucking misogynistic bullshit show. <laughs> I want you to put up a billboard of Skittles. You like Skittles? What's your favorite color? What's your favorite color? Come suck my dick. Don't you know that the rainbow is going to attract more viewers, and thus the app will sell more? All that show was. I mean, I watched it. I watched the, like the first couple seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, that's but, really where she kind of blew up, though. I yeah, mean, yeah, that's that's one hundred percent where she like got her. Yeah, yeah. Playing um, that spunky sort of I mean, female character like acting, who rises but, up in the ranks. Yeah, it's good acting, but in the end, it's like who cares? Like <laughs> these people are not doing anything really. Intriguing. Totally. No one's like getting killed. I-, I need people to be getting murdered and chopped up. So, and again, it's just like a plea. It's like a nostalgia boner that yeah is tweaked for how people. Cool like it was at this time to smoke inside. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Remember that time when like men were like groping women? Always <laughs> it's, it's happening Remember now. That? It's, 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 I mean, we're yeah, talking about our our good old boy, Mister Biden. Uh, Jesus Christ! What's going on with that guy, dude? I mean, I guess it's Ugh. been going on, but. God damn! Geez. He would he would be one of the uh, auctioneers in Get Out to buy oh, one of these black yes. boys. Yeah, he definitely. 100% he would be is. for sure. Well, uh, cool. what kind he of shampoo to... do they use? <laughs> he was so cool though. He wanted to knock out Donald Trump in a fight. Fuck him! <laughs> Remember he said that? I thought I was a younger man. I'd beat his ass. Or what the fuck did he say? That is so fucking lame for some lame for a sitting say. or a former vice president <laughs> to glow about <laughs> kicking the ass of the president who beat you like they beat he beat you fair and square yeah. and now you're gonna gloat like you're some fucking winner. Yeah, it's just and, like and he was gloating about like the misogynistic shit that Trump said and the gro- I guess the oh harassment of women about the groping he- yeah yeah and here he is here it comes out that he's fucking touching little girls hairs and sniffing them and Dude. kissing girls on the back without their consent like Oh, the compilation of the, that I sent to you is just so it's so fucking creepy. creepy. I love the and... Glenn the Glenn Beck one you said sent one. That was <laughs> the best. It's so he's so bad, into it. Like he, at first, you know, you can tell he's starting to just like, oh, like what's so bad about this? And then you know, he can tell he's like, oh, yo, give me a minute. Like he tells her like the other people to wait. Like <laughs> sexually abusing your staffers to own the libs. I love how like 
how uncomfortable everyone in that panel is. Not only that, the girl who is doing it too. Yeah, she's like, I never said yes to, to this. Like, the, yeah, exactly. And they were just like, even the panelist was like, no, you kind of forced her. You just told her in the beginning, like, right like, when we began, that you're going to do that. No, no, no. He brushes it off. Just Yeah, no, that's, don't worry. That's so fucking creepy, dude. God. It's disgusting. And it's also disgusting to see all these fucking so-called uh, feminists or whatever stand up for this dude to be like, my experience with Mr. Biden oh, was nothing God. but pure uh, love and pure harmony, you know? And it's like, bitch, what class level are you from, first off, that <laughs> Biden would treat you this way? Secondly, you're not his sexual demographic that he's into, like, it's obviously little girls that he's into because he's those are the ones he keeps touching. What the hell's with these children shit, dude? I can't, like... There was literally one part in that video where he has his hand on this girl's waist, like, right below her breast, was you this know? During when, was this during when he was vice president? Yes, and he's, like, he's standing there, with the, like, talking to the family, holding this, like, won't let go of this little girl, but, you know, it's right under her arm holding onto her waist and it's you could tell how uncomfortable she looks you know it's and just it's just crazy like, to me that like you didn't get like why well, wasn't that a thing the power back? man why wasn't the that power a thing you then? admit when you're in that position but it's we're, just we're trying to call out the vice president now we're calling out the harvey weinsteins it's like as sad as it is to say i know it's very empowering and it's a good step towards the right direction but i do feel that the me too movement now has become very much a character caricature of what it once was and now it's kind of just like just a thing that like like in that glenn beck video the girls joke like jokingly using it like <laughs> me too yes exactly <laughs> like me too like or bitch, like that's Donald not, it's not a joke being like, like hey that shit is serious yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like don jr fucking joke like dude it's not a joke like that just goes to not. show you that like it's just another headline to these people now and just something to fucking, I don't know. Yeah, And I mean, I think the media definitely uses it to their advantage too, yeah. where it's like another new expose, like, oh, who got sexually molested now? You know, it's like, how did they get sexually molested? Who was now. it? And the thing is, they tend to focus on these celebrities and on these fucking uh, people who are in positions of power to get away with this shit yeah. and not on the multitude and the wide expansive territory of sexual assault that goes on in just the common workplace you know like yeah think I mean, about all like-, like all the fucking maids all the house cleaners all the people mm-hmm. all the fucking uh waitresses like oh yeah all of these individuals who are not in uh, who are in like small businesses, basically? Who aren't who, headline? Who aren't headline worthy? Basically. Exactly, they're not headline worthy because they're not being sexually abused by Biden or by Harvey Weinstein or by Brian Singer. Yeah. They're being sexually abused by fucking Frankie over here working at the deli or some but shit. But even like even now in this era, like even common people who experience sexual assault, like it's such a, a such a theme right now of sexual assault that like a common person is like. A documentary gets made, like abducted in plain sight. Mm-hmm. Like that's just that are just people. Like that's a crazy story, but now the whole documentary is being made about it. Like, and then there's that other one of that woman who disappeared. I think in like, what was it like? I want to say like Australia. I might be wrong. Do you do you hmm. hear that documentary that just came out? Not familiar. Oh well, it's just basically like this 
this little girl who got abducted and they didn't know who abducted her and then they started fit it's a doc it's a documentary as you can imagine they just started yeah which they love but they love they love documentaries. like i get it needs to be talked about but come on like no dude the fucking michael jackson one like we talked yeah, about this yeah. but like when the men start talking about what's hap- what happened to them, it's it just becomes like a child fantasy rape or some shit or like pornography. Like it Ooh. doesn't it sensualizes the moment to the or sensationalizes the moment to yeah, this point where it's like, what the fuck am I even watching now? Like this <laughs> yeah. is this like a documentary like, or do just I want to like, make uh, take action or do I just want to watch this unfold? Like, yeah, is, is this softcore? Yeah, is this like a type of softcore? Like, what are we doing right now? What is what's what are we trying to solve? Are we even yeah, trying what to solve are we anything? Solving? Like, are we solving anything? No, no you got and, hold them I mean, I no. get the idea of like broadening the discussion, but right. broaden the discussion about people who actually are being harmed by this shit, not people who are in positions of power right. that they're fine now. They can kind of get away with this, you yeah. know, yeah. and they can exist in a sense that their lives are happier now. Mm-hmm. Like they're not, they're not fucking risking their lives in a sense to come out and talk about this. Whereas the multitude of women who experience sexual assault or sexual abuse in the workplace don't have that opportunity. Yeah. Like they're literally beholden to that job and that's it. Yeah. So fuck that. I mean, again, like you said, like the, the fact that these assholes are using me too as a way to weaponize it for their own purposes is disgusting in itself. And then also the people who will cape for people like Joe Biden and be like, no, he's not actually me too. Not yeah. him. Not him. Cause he's cool. You know, yeah, like he's a cool guy, so he can't be me too. He's a comrade. He's not me too. He's just a silly old man who loves children a lot. Exactly, and like it's it's fucking disgusting the way that people try to conflate those two items. Where it's like, if you're on the right and you're a sexual abuser, you can be me too. But if you're on the left or so-called liberal or progressive and yeah. you're me too, it's so much harder for these people to. Uh, accept that so that they can talk about it and and <laughs> realize that there's a problem. Like, I mean, every it's campaign on all sides, everywhere. Yeah, yeah. Every presidential campaign deals with that shit. Like, people were stuck on the fact that Bernie's presidential <laughs> campaign uh, in 2016 had sexual uh, assault allegations uh, throughout the the campaign for people that worked for him. And it's like, okay, that is a rampant issue throughout the entire political sphere right. and cultural sphere yeah. so it's like don't focus on just the one issue where it affects this guy because he yeah. is actually a lot better on the issue than the other people that this is going yeah, at the end on of the day you people know? don't really like as sad as it is to say people who these articles and stories are being published to don't really give a shit they just want to just hear a story and hear a name like you said like tag somebody to some shit like Biden, oh, cool. Are you gonna? Totally. Are we gonna stop supporting Biden? Like, are we gonna start talking about him differently? Probably not. And that's what sucks because it's like if he becomes a Democratic nominee, you fucking bet everybody's gonna have to just ride it out with that guy. <sighs> you think he's gonna do that? Is he talking about running? Yeah, he is. He's already said that. Well, that's oh. why all this shit is coming up because mm. he did announce that he why? wanted. <sighs> <laughs> Why Biden? I know, dude. It's fucking stupid. But with Obama, but who cares? I know. Some polls came out recently, though, about like uh, where 
the nominees are faring with like people between like I believe ages eighteen to twenty nine or some shit, uh-huh. and Bernie has an overwhelming uh, approval rating. Good. But then right after him, it's Biden, Got which it. is interesting because it's like again, a lot of us grew up in the Obama era, yeah. and a lot of us were able to vote with the Obama era. And again, I would have voted for Obama a third time if I could. <laughs> so it makes sense that we would want Biden because it's like, hey, he's kind of like an Obama. But that's what they said about Hillary. And look at how that turned out. I know. Come I know. On, damn. Why do they, why is Obama the guy now? Just because he was, cha- he represented the change, but like, man, the, they love dope. losers, dude. They just love they losers. Love, yeah. And when they actually get a winner who has the potential to like revamp that, party they just fucking rob his ass that's it yeah no like, they nah, really you're, you're not actually that cool so they slant the field in a way that just makes it more convenient for them to just tiptoe in and be like no I, i'm gonna take this we it's got my it from turn. here thanks we're gonna take that <laughs> yeah. messaging and we're gonna take that messaging we like it but i can see it better we're, we got we got it sit down old man oh fucking hell it, uh, I'm so scared that we're just going to relive that whole event again. Because, like, especially with the whole shit that happened with the uh, Russia gate and whatnot and all of that kind of being well, chopped up to stop. a whole yeah. bunch of nothing, you know, <laughs> yeah. or like, or not necessarily nothing, but not enough to indict Trump in the way that people wanted it yeah. to happen. And now it's like sick. Now he can write on this. Till 2020, yeah, like, I came, like out, I came out clean. Like I didn't, they didn't have anything to do with me. This is all self-made, baby. Folks, they lied. They lied, they lied about me the entire time. That's for it's. You know what? I, speaking of this, I had the weirdest dream when I was in Cancun. And okay. <laughs> for some fucking, I don't know why I didn't watch anything related to Russia. I don't know why. Don't ask me why. It was a dream. <laughs> But I had a dream my mom or something was, uh-huh. was uh, dating Putin. I don't know why. He was like a real cool guy in my dream. Like he bought us like a like a brewery or something. And everyone was like, I was like sketching. Uh-huh. Like, this is the Russian guy. Like what's going on here? But he was like really cool and like super nice in my dream. And he was just like treating us to stuff. I was like, what the fuck was that? <laughs> why Putin? And why was he buying me stuff to like raves and shit? Really weird, it's, really random. I mean, Putin's daddy, right? I mean, oh, he's one hundred percent daddy. So much more daddy than Trump, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, Jesus Christ! But that, that again, <laughs> that whole thing daddy. was just like <laughs> it's just nothing, and like turned out to be this f- huge fiasco that so many people wanted to ride on, and Trump is already going into his fucking third term. Yeah. Or his third year. I'm sorry, not third term. Third year, oh, you know? Yeah. Like, fuck in hell. If we don't shape up this time, then we're kind we're just kind of fucked. We're going to become us. Yeah. Well, that's what you wanted, dude. It's your fault. That's what you wanted. Let me be clear. Uh, us uh-huh. represents us. Look, uh, I love Trump. Biden's cool. You can do whatever you want. If you want to touch clear. sniff her hair, you can sniff it. <laughs> if you want a lock of that hair, you can keep it. <laughs> yeah, dude. We'll see what's going on, though. That's the next year, right? Next year, the elections? Yep. Already, man. Fuck. It's That's crazy. Coming very quickly. 
God damn, that's crazy, dude. What the Pretty soon fuck? we'll be having the fucking debates and shit. It's oh. it will be hilarious now to see What's who is going to have to debate Trump because <laughs> Jesus Christ. I just saw a video recently of him trying to say the word origin. Yeah, yeah. Did you see that? It is so bad. But it's like so oh, but it's also like like he's not phased by that shit. Like nothing is he. No, he keeps trying to say it as if he can like do it. Yeah, and but even like he's gonna. I'm sure he like he's reading the articles about him trying to fucking say that shit, and he doesn't give a fuck. He's like, no, he doesn't. He doesn't care. So it's like it's interesting to see like who he what will, what ammunition are they gonna bring to bring Adam yeah. in the debates? That's gonna he really will literally him. say anything. And, and he doesn't like, care. Like you can get throw all this like shit he did wrong and what he's doing wrong. It doesn't it, matter. Does not matter. And to people who support him, it also just does not matter. No. So it's it's also like why even why is why are you gonna put this guy in the debate? Like I know. Just, like, I mean, what you can't stoop to his level. See, that's yeah. That's that's the thing. And it's that's like true. if you stoop to what he's baiting you in, then that's how he's able to fucking just kick you out you know or right like make fun of you in a way that you're Little never Marco. able to return yeah or you know jeb like sad jeb and shit you know like all of those people he was able to just deflate in instantly bully and them. he yeah he bulldozered over them yeah. basically because they didn't understand that they could play to the level that he was willing to play, but and they're is not, just they're no still not bar. gonna, you know, like they're still trying to have this, like, oh, like I'm a politician, I'm not gonna stoop to that level, but no, it's also you like, don't understand, I'm the, I'm the firm, Republican. I'm the firm Republican, I'm better, I stand for the real American values, but it's also <laughs> like, but what the fuck does that even mean? What are those? <laughs> and also, where's it gonna get you against this fucking psycho, like? People, people like enter now. People like entertainment more than ever, and that's what oh, Trump provides. So people are ride or die for Trump now. It does not matter what he does. Like <laughs> the other video that I heard of it was about the wind and the uh, the solar power. Uh-huh. Uh huh. <laughs> he was talking about like how with windmills and whatnot and creating that energy through those. He was like the wind, the wind. You know, <laughs> think of this. You're sitting at home watching TV. Oh, I can't watch my channel tonight because there's no wind. It's not blowing. <laughs> and people are just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's mm-hmm. right. Oh, yeah. He I gets think it. Of that. He knows science. <laughs> but it's so bad that he is just willing to uh, disregard any sort of factual uh, uh, you know, statements really, or yeah. validations. Yeah anything of that matter to just get his point across and what i like about bernie at least is that he is kind of going after trump and his stupidity and like kind of having to reiterate the fact like uh no he's yeah he's obviously just lying like he doesn't know what he's talking about and he's able to to um to defend the sort of political arena in terms of what it could mean for your constituents because Trump just sort of placates to the raw sensibilities of fucking tribalism that these yeah. people are oh, so yeah. keen to. Whereas Sanders speaks to a very humanistic sort of uh, ambition or goal to like want to succeed as a society, you know? Um, I mean, ho- I hope people really identify with that and grasp onto it. And, uh, shit, I do too. They put him in where he needs to be. Because we're fucked. I hope so. Because <laughs> we are fucked. Dude, if Trump honestly, wins again, anybody who runs against fuck. anybody who runs against Trump, 
on the Democratic side, I, they're going to fall short, dude. Dude, Kamala Harris, like Kamala Harris, Joe Biden, even saying these names, I can't even picture them <laughs> coming out on top. Is Elizabeth Warren running too? Elizabeth Warren, the yeah. woman who 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 was baited into doing a DNA test to prove <laughs> that she is zero point zero six percent Native American. Oh my god! Or whatever the percentage was. That but was it's her, just huh? like, yes, and oh. that's so that's so embarrassing and cringy. Yeah, everything is just cringy, dude. This cringy, is, no dude. wonder TikTok is so fucking prominent now. It's, it's just the era of cringe. Too hyper real, man. I know, yeah. I mean Oh, you like bitches? <laughs> See where I come from. Or you, you like, like, to you hit like bitches? hitting women? <laughs> See where uh, I come from. Man, you know what? I wish we had a I wish Lil Zan was here to just help us feel a little more inspired. Why don't yeah. we call him? You wanna call Little Zan for president, dude? <laughs> Little Zen N word. I googled. Uh, That's our, hilarious. I YouTubed uh, Little Zen, and that was the first thing that came up. Little Zen N word. <laughs> Little Zen yells the N word at Taco Bell customer in an Indianapolis food court. Let's see it. Interesting, because we did. I did ask last time if he has said it. So this kind of oh, this confirms. <clears throat> Let's uh let's see him say it actually. Uh, the little Zan N word. What's up, my N word? <laughs> okay, let's see. Uh, let's uh. Can you sign up for my league? Well, that was whack. What the hell was that? <laughs> TMZ, get your shit together. I know. Well, what the hell was that? Anyways, little Zan saying the N word. Biden's touching people. We're in a weird era right he now. He said broke ass N word on this, right? Oh yeah, he definitely said that. Um, yeah, we're in a weird era right now, dude. Everyone's broke. You know, everyone's rich. I think a good way to get. I think a good way to get Joe Biden's. Um, Foot back into the game as if he said the N word. You know what? That's a great idea. I mean, we already we're already getting all of these fucking people in political office who are coming out with these like old graduation photos. Hey, this is just an old graduation photo. It's all good. Like some KKK guy and like the blackface dude. But that's not me in the photo. I'm just showing you this. Yeah, here it is. It Um, it is in my earbud. Carry on. (laughs) Like God. Why are all these people all of a sudden getting found out with this shit? It is so fucking funny too that like the and the way they try to placate to it afterwards yeah. is it's not very surprising either. But true, I mean <sighs> that was just the thing to do. People love doing blackface. I know. I don't, dude. I I went to uh, I worked at Smorgasbord a couple weeks ago and the, for the record swap and uh huh. There's this one dude. I forget his name. He he uh, he pulls a like Jap- some Japanese records sometimes and uh. Fuck, I wish I remembered what the name of that record was, but I was all it was the like, cover was all these Japanese dudes in blackface and in like what's I guess brown face. Like they were just like cholos <laughs> and I was like, dude, what the hell? What is this? <laughs> I was like, Are you serious? Like, are you kidding me right now? Like they're full on black, like mammy blackface. Like What the fuck? I wanted to <laughs> buy so it because I was so like, what is this right now? <laughs> It was just like like beats or something, but I was so shocked. I was like, dude. And the guy that uh, was, he, he has like a little bit of broken English. So I was like, he couldn't really explain to me what it was. 
And I was like, dude, what the hell? What? <laughs> I want to give me this because, like, you shouldn't be selling this. Like, what the fuck? Ironic is Japanese pop. It was really weird, but yeah, I thought that was. Uh, it's fucking hilarious. Goddamn. Goddamn. Well, this was a good episode. Goddamn it. And, uh, yeah. Your little N word. Hey, for know. everybody who wants to feel like you're in the movie, yes, just paint yourself black and then boom. You're yeah, like a double. Call your neighbor the N word and then you'll be good. It's like you're a double now. Yeah, you're like them. Just skin your face off and be like, oh, that's me <laughs> in another sense. Yeah. I am him. He is me. We are I. <laughs> we are us. Oh, that was good. That was good. <laughs> well, go catch us, me and Ralph, spin at the lash this weekend again. Um, Hell yes. Go watch us again if you want to, but go see us more importantly. Us as in Grooving at the lash Sunday. Check it out. Ten and a close. Do That's it, my piece. And uh, we will see you guys next week. Hopefully we see Jawal next week. Hopefully we have full crew next week. Yeah, hopefully he isn't tethered to his job. He is tethered to the pussy. <laughs> Dude, they need to make it us porno. Oh, that would be pretty good. <laughs> Stick it in. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh. And then everybody else. Oh. 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 <laughs> All right. Well, listeners, we will see you guys next week. Listen to us on iTunes, Spotify. Watch out for the untethering. It's coming. Uh, hands across America, y'all. So Snip, snip, everybody. Snip, snip. All right, y'all. Deuces. Peace. Yeah. <laughs>